2: Welcome along then to day three of the World Championship Daily, of course the only daily podcast giving you debate, insight, analysis, reaction, anything that you could think of from the World Championship, we will be all over it here. And for the second straight night, you have got Jarlathy and Jack Gobby garwood and Cam McFarlane joining you to talk through everything uh, from day three of this magnificent tournament at the Alexandra Palace. Uh, Cam, you know what, we'll start with you tonight. Normally I go to Gob first, but you know what, Cam, we'll go to you on this one first of all tonight. Um, An interesting day. Uh, There was some drama, there was some dross, um, but all in all, I've come away from that thinking today, yeah, this World Championship is bubbling nicely.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've said it again, absolutely. There we go. You're Cam is,
2: absolutely McFarlane on this. I show am. I've there, even
4: mate. I've even updated my Twitter to say so. Um, plug your Twitter, <laughs> go on, plug your Twitter, you're allowed to on here. On, Cam McFarlane is Cam absolutely McFarlane on there. So <laughs> it but yeah. it was it was a really good day. Um, we saw a couple of couple of really good games, um, with some, some top quality and we as you said there was a little bit of dross in there as well. But it's to be expected at the early stages.
2: It certainly is. Gob, you, you've obviously been watching alongside as always too. Uh, your thoughts
5: on day three? It's it sort of had everything. I mean, after me, you and uh, our fearless leader, Mr Phil Barr, sat here um, two nights ago. Two nights? Three nights ago? I yeah, yeah two nights it's yeah. already. We're only three nights into the tournament. <laughs> it's not a good sign. Yeah. After we sat here and, and gave the opening night a bit of a bashing, so we say, it's it's really a picked beast? up. Yeah, it's been, a, yeah, uh, it's been a, a quality tournament. It's it's given us everything that we hope for from a World Championship, I think. We, we've got talking points, we've got drama, we've got the odd bit of dross that you're going to get with the year that we've had. Um, it, it's quite a well-rounded tournament I and mean, it's, it's good that not everybody's thrown a 110 average, it's good that everybody's not thrown an 86 average um, we've had some one-sided affairs we've had some very very tight affairs um, it's it run everything and it's only day three
2: uh, Ken, we'll come back to you then and we'll start our roundup with the two seeds in action as we always do. Obviously, with round two happening. Uh, we will start off, and the big story tonight is Daryl Gurney. Uh, seven games without a win on television. The last time he won on television was the World Series of Darts back in September, uh, which is a long time ago on television. So uh, he's been waiting it for a while. And it was interesting, this one. To call it game of two halves might be a bit of a disservice. Uh, for uh, the first two sets, Gurney looked imperious, throwing 107 average uh, over the over the sets. Willie O'Connor comes back, produces some absolute magic, and then in the fifth set, Gurney just proves that why he can be one of the best players of the world on his day.
4: He he was he was very very good to start with. I think, as you said, a game of two halves is probably doing it a disservice. He probably had three halves, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah a boy. But, but he he was so good for those first two sets, he looked back to his very best. And then Willie O'Connor, to be fair to him, played very well in those in those next two sets to get back into it. Um, I didn't think he started the game all all that well, but also Gurney didn't really give him a chance. But then, as you said, when he had to do it and get it finished, a 3-0 win in the final set. And it was off the back of recent performances I was very impressed with Daryl Gurney, actually.
2: Yeah, I got, here's one for you then, because if this is my biggest takeaway thing from the game. If Gurney pings one of those four-match darts that he had in the third set, we could be having a very different conversation this evening about whether Daryl Gurney is a true dark horse for this title. I'm not suggesting now that that, that game against Chris doesn't take any less significance, by the way. It's a huge game for someone to reach the last 16 that before coming into this tournament had no form whatsoever. But if he had hit one of those match starts, we could be having a very different conversation about Daryl Gurney tonight, I think.
5: Possibly. But weirdly, I think that two-set little, not even a blip, that that two-set burst from O'Connor that that got him back in the game, um, will stand Gurney in better stead moving forward. He's been tested now. He's had that run where he hadn't won a game on TV and he was pushed to the point where it looked like right? he was fantastic in the final set. But at two each, after you've just got the last two, if you're Daryl Gurney, the first thing that's going through your mind is, oh God, here we go again. Why can't I just get over the line? And the way that he reacted, pushed on in that final set and, and took that 3-0, will stand him in much better stead, tell him where his game is exactly, where his mentality is. That actually he can go deep into the turn if he gets pushed because he's got the game to do that under pressure. And that's out of his mind. If you if you roll somebody 3-0 and you haven't really got a lot of resistance coming back at you, the minute it does happen to Gurney, he's still got that in the back of his head. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you saying. Yeah, completely. I think I think so, you're right. Yeah. I think the fact that he's had to do it. Whereas, like you said, he didn't. If he hadn't got stuck under pressure, if that hadn't happened to him, if he just pins that first double twelve to take out the three nil, there's still the question marks because yes, he's got a good win, but what's going to happen when he when he's under it and that response after losing two sets on the bounce to be back at two two? I'll be honest, I thought he was going to lose it at that point. Uh, watching it, I just thought, is it happening? Like you said, is it happening again? Um, I think the best thing to see afterwards was the fact he was happy and laughing and smiling with, with the guys on TV when he was doing his interview afterwards. He looks in a good place, which I know the win helps that. But going forwards, maybe we're going to see a better a better showing from him.
2: And before, before we hear from Daryl Gurney, just a quick one here, Cam. Again, we could be having a completely different conversation if O'Connor doesn't miss double sixteen in the first leg of the fifth set, because if he continues the way that he's been playing and hits that double 16, Gurney punished him and found double twelve. 12. But if he doesn't, again, different conversation. It just shows you just the beauty of set play, especially after those first two sets where Gurney just absolutely bossed it.
4: It's fine margins, isn't it? If he hits that again, it, like you said, it could have been completely different. And not only does he take out that double 12, he then goes off 180 in the next leg, Gurney, and yeah. goes yeah. on to wrap it up.
2: It certainly does. Right, let's hear it from Daryl
3: Gurney now. Here he is talking this press conference afterwards.
4: Daryl, very good win,
1: very good performance.
3: Probably shouldn't have been as close as it ended up being, should it?
0: Yeah,
1: well, I feel like um, I haven't won so long on TV there that I thought, oh god, this is coming back to bite me. But um, whenever I still had the the throw and I wasn't. Uh, panicking and wasn't snatching I still felt like I was going to give myself the opportunity obviously I think in the, the fifth set Willie still had a chance I, don't, I can't remember what it was but he had a chance before I did but I think I had a 1-3-40 thir- or 22-24 but um, yeah no, I I still felt like I still felt confident that I could win the game from 2 all, even though it was his throw in that set.
3: It must be amazing coming into this year's William, William World Championship not really being any great or certainly not getting results and then to play like you did particularly the first two sets
1: yeah well but this has been going on all year All, all honestly I'm, i mean i'm not joking around i've been practicing the best i've ever practiced this year and it's just i went up onto the, the tv stage and from my own personal opinion i've been terrible crap whatever but i've been i still believed whenever i, I mean last night or last week i was practicing had non-stop 140s. Uh, had a couple of nine darters. I just thought like Just just stop overthinking it whenever you go on that um, on that stage. And that's what I did today. And the uh, the trebles went in. The doubles went in. And there was no second guessing myself. And it was just like if I missed, I missed, and it was a tough crap. But um, yeah, no, I, I play well enough. Uh, I deserved to win that game. I was the better player. And even he had to throw in the last set, the fifth set. I uh, still came through. Uh, easy enough.
3: I think a lot of people have been talking about this year's William Hill World Championship potentially being the most open it's ever been. But Dalgerni is not really a name that's been tossed around as a potential winner. That performance might make people rethink, mightn't it?
1: Nah, I mean, all oh, honestly, uh, I think if I was the if I was to tell you now, uh, if I got to the last eight or something, that's only a time I'll get into the last eight of the the betting. But Ben uh, Ben doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm here to try and do my best. And if I can play me a game, uh, every game up there, I'll be very hard to beat.
3: Do you like being a dark horse?
1: Uh, well, I never, ever consider myself a favourite, as you know. I, I mean, I think I was, I was watching some game last night, I think I played Aspinall in the Pro Tour final somewhere, and you says, Darrell says, he'll never be the best player in world, but he can beat the best players in world, And that's just the same mentality. I, I feel like, I mean, I can beat anybody, but... Um, I'm not a Michael van Gerwen, I'm not a Gerwen Price, it's going to be uh, Peter Wright that could be number one in the world, I'm not as consistent as them but on a daily basis, one game a day, I can beat anybody.
3: Chris Dobie coming up, he's a guy in a very similar position to you where he comes into this having not won many games recently and just one performance on that stage might have made people rethink and go hang on, he's back to his his best stuff."
1: Yeah, no. I mean (laughs) the funny thing was i only seen one game and it was his, Uh, whenever I was I think it was the third set, and it was whatever it was one all. Or I think it was, and he was on 25, and he took it out, and then he just went 12. They win the set, and then he went 12. Madness! I think he averaged 113 the next set. So no fair play to him because all honesty, I text him after that because uh, it hasn't been an easy year for uh, him and me. So uh, yeah, no, I text him to say well played because they come from two 0 down against Jeff Smith. It's no easy opponent. Uh, it was uh, a game and a half so uh, fair play to him but uh, no I mean if, uh, I wish I was if I'm hoping in, I'm going to be in the same position Jeff was I'm 2-0 up but I'm going to try and close it out so uh, yeah no I expect a good game there's going to be no easy games but uh, now I'm going to go back now and I'll be practising uh, every day like I have the last previous uh, few weeks and uh, hopefully I'll turn up and play even better instead of messing about 1-3-0 instead of 1-3-2 uh, well played today congrats cheers
6: Darrell, congratulations. What's the last few months been like for you? Obviously, you've touched on it there that it was your first win on TV for a while. You almost forgot how to win. What's that like when you come off knowing that you're practicing well, but you just can't reproduce it up there?
1: Uh, well, it's just between the years, isn't it? I mean, my throw, my action's good. Uh, my stance is good. Everything's good. So the only thing that's stopping me is the, between the ears, really. It's just not having enough confidence whenever I walk up to that big stage. So I just thought to myself, just, and and the best thing I did was the day I came in early, uh, I threw uh, on the stage before anybody came, any other thrower came in, and I was, I, I didn't, I was literally, I pulled my dart out of the case and went up onto the stage, didn't have a throw downstairs, and started hitting long 40s like fun up there and I, I kind of put me in good spirits but through throw downstairs I couldn't hit a barn door so the only thing that kept me going was I, says, I know I didn't hit the the treble on the on the stage but uh, I was terrible downstairs in the practising but um, no, no, I mean I've got to keep up the belief um, keeping the hard work now and if I keep on doing what I was doing there in that game instead of letting uh, players come back at me I mean, I, th- I still think that I could have won that game 3-0 if I would, had any other double than double three but uh, it wasn't to be. But I still came through a hard, tough, uh, thought game. Obviously, slipped outside the top ten at the
6: moment. Is that the next aim to get back in there before you start
1: winning titles again? Um, no, I haven't got. Uh, just one game at a time. Doesn't matter what tournament it is. I mean, I just, I just feel like just keep up the hard work again. Keep on the the get dedication, the hard work, two and a half hours a day, and get yourself back to where you were. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's. For me, it's a wee bit harder because there's no crowd, so there's less uh, thought process. Whenever it's quiet out there, and you knew the audio is going in the background, you're still—I mean, between your ears is still going. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I can't wait the uh, the crowd comes back. I mean, I was buzzing whenever I heard that there was going to be a thousand people here, and then obviously, and I think the day before I came here, then it was—I was—that uh, went down the drain. So very disappointed. But I just thought to myself, just you no, know, get your finger out of your and. Get on with it, and I mean everybody else is in the same boat. Everybody else that likes a crowd, and they're still going up there and performing. It's about time you did.
6: You played with no crowd, obviously at Milton Keynes and Coventry, but they're quite small in comparison mm. to that. What, what's that like in comparison? Because it's quite a big open space, isn't it? And can you hear everything rattling around still?
1: Um, yeah, but it's kind of whenever you're doing them, you're kind of expecting it. No, I kind of way you're kind of used to it then after a, a couple of weeks, but. No, I just thought here, just, just get on with it and don't don't be worrying if uh, there's other stuff going on in the background, if somebody's closed the door or something like that, just get on with it. Just be more aggressive and stop thinking about what could go wrong, just make it happen. Right. And uh, as I say uh, on my interview there, for the, the audio boy, I hope I don't meet him, because he's uh, whenever I'm thrown for the game, that's one dart to the double. I'm hoping that he does the the the, the audio as in, oh, I've missed well my third dirt er, not my second dirt er, so when I've gone to the third dirt er and snatched it as I said before I probably for you like a Richie Burnett Jackie Wilson dirt Dale pleasure as always mate thank you very much cheers for
6: Dale do you
1: think in some aspects
6: of the game you've maybe had to relearn
1: how to win on stage um, no you can't really learn that it's all, it's all about giving yourself the opportunity and then taking that opportunity um, as I say if I was probably in any other double other than double three I probably could have won that game 3-0 but um, yeah, it just wasn't to be. But uh, no, I, I still had the belief. Whenever he came back and won that, uh, I just thought, oh, that's that's no, that's the third set. That was his throw anyway. So the next set, just make it worth your while because it's your throw. And then he broke me straight off and stuff like this. But uh, I still I still felt confident. Um, probably before I would have started rushing and pulling and wouldn't have played as well. I just thought, just give yourself an opportunity because. He's as nervous as probably you are, so just give yourself a chance, and I did, and uh, eventually fell over the line. And just finally,
6: can I ask what you, what you said to Russ Bray at the end,
1: though? The bit of a joke. Uh, no, just, uh, just about the, the audio, man. The, the, he shouldn't be doing, uh, um, the. I don't know what you would say, but I mean, whenever you're missing a double, he goes, oh. But I feel like he should be doing that after the third hurt, not the second hurt. And uh, I was, uh, whenever I was going for the 9 dart, I thought whenever I missed with the first, first out, I thought he's going to do it. So I was now ready mentally for it, but it didn't happen. But um, no, I just think that he should be waiting until the three darts are thrown and then do it. Then do it in the second out because the third out you're thinking whatever and then snatching everywhere. All oh, right, brilliant.
6: Thank you very much. I Cheers. At thanks.
1: thanks. Darragoni there talking through his very
2: important win. Uh, over uh, over William O'Connor. And of course, big match, as we say there, Chris Dobie in the third round. One of those two will get a chance at the last 16. And in that bottom quarter, potentially either Nathan Aspinall, or Vincent van der Voort might await. You never know. Scott Waits, Matt Campbell, or, Vin, or another player, which we'll talk about a little bit later, also could await for them either. That, that's a nice little draw, I think, potentially for a quarter-final, maybe. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, Gob, uh, let's move on and talk about the other seed then in action. The Portuguese of scores the special one. The Grand Slam champion or just plain Jose de Sousa, whichever one you want to call him, um, really was tested. It's probably the right word I'd say tonight against Ross Smith. He was very much tested.
5: Yeah, we, Ross Smith is a tough assignment. We said this when Ross Smith drew David Evans as well. It was, it was a nasty little part of the draw to be drawn into. Uh, moving on it, it looks like D'Souza will be in line To meet Gowin Price At some point as well So it really is a You're going to do Mervyn King like that? I've, I've got Jozo To beat Gowin later on So I need it to happen But right. we'll see We'll see
4: After, after today's <laughs> and, Last and three yeah. sets Are you going to do Jamie
2: Lewis
5: <laughs> like that? What, that's,
2: what, yes I am Yes I am But we'll come on to that In a second uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to him yes, Yeah. We'll let get to him, him.
5: Smith is a tough assignment. Smith was clearly frustrated at the end of the game. I think he had a little bit more to give and and perhaps left a bit out there. Um, Jose wasn't the brilliant best that we've seen from Jose over the last few months, Um, but he'll be happy to have got over the line for the first time at Alexander Palace.
2: About to say, Cam, how important is that for D'Souza that he's finally got the monkey off his back? Fourth time lucky to win a game on that stage because for a while, particularly after that first set, it didn't look like it
4: was going to happen. It's huge. Getting that first one is always, it's a big obstacle for everyone to overcome. The number of people that go to the tournament and it takes them two, three, four years to get through that first sort of visit and then you see that improvement from there on. That, like I said, it's that monkey off the back and its a, it's a weight lifted and all of a sudden that confidence is just another sort of step higher, isn't it? And it's, and then from the, I mean, like you said, Mervyn King going back top. I don't think he'll be too worried going into that one, especially now he's got his first win on the stage. And I think, again, he's another one that's massively helped by the lack of a crowd.
2: Let's think about this, though, as well, because I think the game changed a little bit when Smith busts that 9-2 in the third set. If Even if he doesn't take that out, he's then got an opportunity, potentially, when he, this is the 108, when, when Jassu's missed the away, he's then got an opportunity at three darts at a double. He's supposed to be kicking himself, aren't he, on that one?
5: Massively. Absolutely massively. I think Lisa had a similar situation yesterday as well. When she busted 130, like, mm. don't get me wrong, 130 and 92 are still very makeable finishes. But the pressure it puts your opponent on if you miss on the outside of that wire or if you miss inside and you you've got, a single dart to come back to, or, or a two dart to come back to, rather than a finish in and around the 100 is massive. Like, the pressure that then puts on your opponent, knowing that you're there ready to strike, you've already had a dart, you, you've got sight at the area, the board you're going for, all those sort of things build up to it. And, and Smith, we did say about Smith's action yesterday, that if he's going to miss, he has the tendency to drag it low, and it costs him.
2: It did, indeed. Uh, but he is through to the third round where he will play either Mervyn King or Max Hob. Uh, God, we will stay with you, though, because we'll now turn to the first round games. And, um, well, this was a surprise, wasn't it? Um, before we were coming into this tournament, we were going, who the hell is Edward Fulks? Well, if you don't know, you're certainly going to know now. That, is, that isn't just an upset. That is a seismic shock with the way that he played against Mike decker A 3-0 win. Just outstanding. That's the only way I can way I can word it. He even managed to miscount on a one six four, hit a one four four checkout, and then came back and found double five for the twenty rating points. That is mental. Straight from the Jose de Sousa school accounting. Yeah,
5: not a school that I'd be advising anybody to sign up <laughs> no, to anytime I soon. Totally I'll be agree. Honest. Yes, <laughs> but, it was but fantastic. still, like said, if you don't know who Edward Folkes is, you should be. Not. The only, I'll be honest. Anything I know about him is he's from Japan because I'm I said from that Japan. quite literally in his interview afterwards
4: that and that his dad's welsh and that is all I've got to go on that is one it. of the best interviews by the way I've ever heard on sky <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm from Japan thanks thanks for that pal uh, no, but that was that was from nowhere because we obviously heard we haven't heard much about him from the age at all I know a, a few people heard a bit about him on socials and we appreciate everybody that tries to give us information around this on on this but that was that was brilliant. That
4: that was just excellent, excellent darts Cam. It was, it was. I mean, I there wasn't a lot for him to, to go up against. Um, I don't think that's too harsh to say. Mike Dedecker did not turn up whatsoever. Um, hmm. But especially that fir- that first set, he absolutely blew me away. I don't even if Dedecker had turned up, I think he loses that first set. Um, and he was just, he finished it off and did exactly what he needed to do.
2: He did. And, you know, even though the could hit a couple of big out shots, obviously the seventy, you know, there was a couple of big out shots, obviously say the one in 7 particularly the third to go 2-1 up, punished, missed darts. And that's all you can do, really, at this point. I just, I, 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 go on, I'm just staggered because, you know, he's got Brendan Dolan now in the second round. I wouldn't be too surprised if he plays like that, if he goes and, and defeats the history maker with the way that Brendan's been playing.
5: Maybe. I mean, don't worry, it was, a, it was a very solid performance on debut from someone that we don't know a lot about. Like Cam said, not a lot of coming back in from the deck, but it was still just a 90 average, and with, including 50% on the double. So for me, there's an extra gear that needs to be found if you're going to start taking out players that have got a lot more experience up on that big stage have been there and done that four or five years ago Brendan Dolan was one of the best art players in the world comfortably
2: yeah, but the, he was super I a, a uh, do I know four or
5: five years ago it's a long long time say. right? Yeah, it is. but he's experienced enough he's been up on that stage he's been in tight battles he's won tight battles he's won comfortably he's lost comfortably Dolan's done it all right Edwards done it once and I just think that if you're throwing a ninety average and you're fifty percent on your doubles, that means your scoring is is going to cost you visits or attempts at doubles, or you're going to be a dart or two behind somebody like Brendan Dolan.
2: Well, let's hear now from Edward Folks because it was a very interesting interview that he gave to the world's media after that game. Let's hear from him now.
3: Edward, congratulations.
0: Thank you. How did that feel? I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just happy.
3: <laughs> there didn't seem to be any nerves. What were you feeling as you got on stage and in that first set when you played so well?
0: Nothing. <laughs> I was just thinking that I have to play my best. And uh, if I do my best, maybe I can win.
3: You came through the qualifier in Japan to reach mm-hmm. your first ever William yeah. Bill World mm-hmm. Championship. Did you expect to do that? I mean, was, you, are you one of the better players out in Japan?
0: I'm not a better player in Japan but I don't know.
3: <laughs> what do you do in Japan? Where where do you come to tell us about your I work
0: at the I work at the bar. Darts bar. And that's all. I and I play a soft tip professional.
3: So in previous years, have you mm-hmm. been watching the William Hill World Championship mm-hmm. on telly? Did you, have you ever dreamt about being on that stage yourself? No,
0: <laughs> I never dreamed no. about it, but here I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say.
3: <laughs> We've seen some incredible performances from Japanese players and Asian players, yeah. like Sego Asada mm-hmm. in previous years. But you've not played Asia tour, so is this? How have you become so good? just playing
0: at work? I I was quitting darts for four years and I started playing last year and I was working hard and I was trying to um, join the soft tip tour but there's no tour anymore because of virus. Mm -hmm. So there was a PDJ, um, Japanese Core So I was like, Let me try it, and I tried, and I win, and I'm here right now.
3: So, it's just an accident that you turned up at the biggest darts tournament (laughs) in the world, won a game, and now play Brendan Dolan. Have you watched much of Brendan Dolan on TV? Mm -hmm. So, you, uh, what's that going to be like for you? This is this is a a dream, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, my dreams come true. And I don't know how to say but I don't know.
3: (laughs) Have you ever been, your your father's Welsh, Mm -hmm. have you ever been to the UK before? This is my first time. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think could happen here for you over the next few weeks?
0: Uh, I don't know. My brain is white right now i I don't know what to say though (laughs) that's
3: a winning thank you very much sorry thank you sorry no don't apologize (laughs) wait no wait these lads are doing (laughs) something
6: edward obviously like you said to to it it's a bit of an accident Mm -hmm. that that you're here but Mm -hmm. the money and everything you're going to win from this tournament Mm -hmm. are you going to try and do the pdc asian tour and progress again
0: yes i want to uh what (laughs) Uh,
6: are you' gonna, After next year, and mm-hmm. everything's back to normal, are you then going to go and play on the PDC Asian Tour and try and progress yes. again?
0: Yes, I will. Next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try.
6: And obviously, with yourself getting all this TV exposure, like Dan said, Sego Asada, mm-hmm. do you think that one day, steel tip darts can become bigger than soft tip? In that yes,
0: year? of course,
1: yeah.
0: Right now, the soft tip is bigger, but maybe two or three years later, maybe the steel tip's going to be the biggest tournament in Asia.
6: That's all from me. Thank you very much, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Edwards, can you tell me what it was like at the um, the Japanese qualifier, being mm-hmm. amongst all the, the players that you would have seen on TV playing at the, the World Championship?
0: Uh, can, I, can I ask it again? Yeah.
6: yeah um, what was it like being at the, the qualifier, mm-hmm. where you qualified, with all the players you would have seen um, on TV at the World Championship?
3: Uh,
6: I'm bad at English though.
0: <laughs> I'm not good at English though. Uh,
6: playing in the qualifier with Seigo Sada, mm-hmm. Yuki Yamada, what, mm-hmm. what was that like for you?
0: That guys is big name in Japan. And I never played uh, Yuki Yamada, but I played Asa, the Seigo, and they're, like, my dream. They're... I I don't know what to say. <laughs>
6: Just one more. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found being in the UK, because you said it's your, your first time here? Mm-hmm. How, how have you found it here? Found? In, in England, mm-hmm. what is it like being in England for this tournament? <sighs> are, are,
3: are you enjoying being
0: I'm enjoying, in? yeah. I'm enjoying. This This was my dream, so...
2: Yeah. I can't believe, by the way, gents, that he's actually just said it was a mistake. Well, I'll tell you what, not many mistakes end up 15 grand richer, do they? <laughs> no,
5: oh. we, we can't all win that sort of money. <laughs>
2: well, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mo- moving on very quickly. Do um, <laughs> me dirty like that, mate. Thanks so much. OK, uh, do you know, what, what's weird about this, though, moving on quickly... Very quickly back to the darts, is that Edward Falks obviously has got Brendan Dolan. He could potentially face another player who played well today, Cam, in the third round. And that is Jamie Lewis, who, let's be honest about it, after that European tour event where he averaged 57, everybody was just writing him off saying he needed to take a break from the game. Well, he fought back hard today against Lee Woodhouse. There's no doubt in that. That was just that, that sort of comeback doesn't happen very often.
4: It doesn't, and it was fantastic to see. I mean, to come back from everything he's had to deal with this year, um, he's documented his struggles with anxiety and everything, and then at two sets down, he looked like it was going to be over quite quickly, and all of a sudden, he turned it on. And those last three sets, I mean, you've got to think, if he plays like that, he's going to give in price trouble.
5: Let's Let's not be
4: too hasty
5: there. Day, day two, and you're dropping bombs like
4: that. I it's absolutely, up. and I. <laughs> I've got a lot of time. I'm going to use that. my catchphrase, and I'm going to stand by it. I've, I've got <laughs> a lot. Of, I've got a lot of time for that because, to be fair to him, God. Right, let's get the
2: crap out of the way first. What are you doing, laying up on when you have a chance at the ball on 86, when your opponent's on a 145? Let's get that out of the way now. That was just silly.
5: Very silly, very very silly. Um, not advise that at all at this tournament. If you get away with it, you look like a genius, right? And then you're one up in the mental side. But these games mean too much. Mm-hmm. You get a chance. The best option is for you to have a is for you to be the one to to take that opportunity or or have a crack at that opportunity. Don't rely on someone else failing because you'll regret it. I genuinely don't see a positive outcome unless your opponent makes an absolute hash of it. You check it out and you do a Bristow-esque comment to them as if to say, oh, "I've got you."
4: It's that very, fine, even, that very fine yeah. line, isn't it, between brave and stupid? Yeah, bravery is ninety percent stupidity.
2: Very. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to keep that. Now. That's going to make me <laughs> on the grades thing. Though, it must be said, though, from, from the third set onwards, Cam, he looked like a completely different player. Obviously, getting to one all in the final set, the big moment for me is when Woody misses Tots for 2-0. That, for me, then, if he goes 2-0, he's thrown for, for the match, would have been game over for me. Lewis takes out double nine for an 85 shot and then produces just a stunning two back-to-back 11 datas when you're on your way potentially out of the World
4: Championship. That's kahunas. Massive, massive kahunas and very, very impressive. And like I said, that, that, is where, that is why I stand by what I said. I mean, if he can consistently put together legs like that, obviously he's not going to put together 11 darters throughout the whole game, but if he can go through spells where he can score like he did and take out the finishes as well, then someone's going to have to play very well to beat him. And that will be going in price. But that's another issue entirely. We, we've
2: got to move it on very, very quickly. By the way, I just want to say this before we actually move on to the rest of the world, j three of the world championships. Uh, anybody who's giving Luke any stick on social media, because they have seen that people have been, your low lives, quite frankly, get yourself a life. If you're that if you that desperate for money and you're that desperate out gambling, please seek help.
4: Genuinely. That isn't me taking just, the mitts. Just don't have a bet if it's going to have that effect on you.
2: Absolutely right. And don't, just because he, do you think, do you really think that he wants to go and lose potentially an
4: extra seven and a half grand? I, 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 I it's, it's not even about the money, is it? He doesn't want to no. lose, lose on the world championship stage, he's not lost Absolutely. on purpose. And I mean, what, what's he supposed to do with two nine daughters? Just that, that's beside, like I say,
5: anybody... Well, he's who's missing about a double top, he's not going, haha, this will cost Steve from Stoke 20 quid on his accumulator
4: it's probably exactly. as
5: well
4: <laughs> <laughs> just
2: uh, like I say this has to stop it, just social media stuff but that's another time we've got to move it on very very quickly indeed let's talk about Ryan Surler against Dally Lorby then that's our next game at gob um, this to me is one of my favourite games of the tournament so far up there potentially in a, in a top 10 um, of all time that I've seen at the Alexandra Palace stage to be really honest rat-a-tat-tat really good pace no messing about from the players but a bit of messing about from the technical people.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually gutted that it ended in the way it did. Mm. And let's be honest, it wasn't the first time it's happened today. And we we've seen a couple of errors in in this department over the tournaments. But in the most part, Sky and the PDC have genuinely got this sort of thing right. Going Price had a bit of an issue with some of the booing that was going on, but it's looped. It was just badly timed, right? To make an error this big. I, I, it's just incomprehensible that in that moment that mistake can happen. You possibly, we're not even saying Danny would have gone on to win the match, right? But no. we will never know. And that's the problem. That moment there has broken his concentration. He may have still gone to hit it. He may not have. It depends how you reset yourself. But to break a man's concentration and in that situation, he has to reset. has potentially just cost him £7,500 and an attempt further on. He's young enough that if he wanted to make a career of this and he made a significant dent into the world championships, that who knows, he might have had a crack at huge score and all sorts. The opportunities and avenues there for winning matches at the World Championship just keep growing. And that one mess up from pressing one button at the wrong time has possibly just cost that man another year as a pro dart player in the UK. That's how this can spiral out of control massively. And I just think that. Ultimately, that's inexcusable. This is a professional setup. up is... The PDC are the best at what they do. Sky are the best at what they do when they put these events on. But there's just no excuse for it. And I'm, I'm actually quite devastated for Danny. Ryan was clearly unhappy with it too. He, he, there wasn't the same energy in his, in his post-match interview. I think there's a guilt about that. And there shouldn't be. He, he's just won a match to the world championships. And he, he's... Feels bad about one the one way that it's well. ended. A bloody good one, a very one. good match. And normally, like Danny's, averaged ten points less than Ryan, but stayed with him and competitive and picked up the legs. and And that's how you can see that averages are just a measure. This was a straight up solid game of darts, like you said. There was rats set out, no messing about from either player. They just got on with it. Danny picked up legs at the right moments. That one four rate,
2: by the way, that wonderful rate to level oh. up at set one. That was gorgeous.
5: Unreal. Unreal. You can see the ability the lads got, on right, he had a few more bad legs than Ryan, but he let them go. He picked up the other legs, and was still in contention for it. And that's why that in that moment, it, it just pained me. And we're pretty quick to praise the PDC and Sky when they get things right. And I think this is an instance where we have to say they got it wrong and it genuinely cost this man quite a bit.
2: potentially. yeah potentially you're right, and, and, and there's no doubt about that. Uh, look, Cam, very, very quickly before we move it on, let's just talk about the game as a whole in that one in terms of Ryan Sell. A huge, huge win for Lord Farquhar himself. Uh, th- Heavy Metal has now got a game against Jeffrey Desvan in round two. With the form that Jeffrey's been in this year, you've got to say that Ryan Sell's got a real shot at making a round three tie against potentially either Ian White, Kim Hybrex or Dijuanq if he wins that one, then he's got a last 16 tie. He's right in the mix in this section three, right in the mix now.
4: He is. He is. And if he plays like that again, then he's going to give all of them trouble um, at the very least. And probably you've got to think he's probably going to beat a few of them. I think Mm -hmm. first off, what a game to watch. It would just flow so nicely. It was just beautiful to watch the game. Like just the pace of it. Everything was great. And, like you said, he, he played very well. I mean, he's averaged possibly the highest we've seen so far. I don't know, 98.3, second highest we've That's seen so far.
5: Gurney. Gurney
4: was top 99.9. Yeah. Hmm. So, he's played really well. And like you said, he's he's sort of, where he's got coming up after that. I mean, if you'd listened to my tips, Kim Hybrex is going to beat Ian White. Um I mean, he's not even got through his first round match yet, but that was my outsider to have a good little run and the seed that was in trouble. And you'd think so players like that, he'd probably beat Tybrex. And like you said, he's into the last 16. And then who knows?
2: Exactly. Potentially a shot of James Wade, maybe Stephen Bunting in there as well, Callum Ridds, but we'll come on to that game a little bit more because obviously that's uh, happening today as you're listening. Um, just a quick one on that incident there with Danny Lawby. Peter, uh, uh, is it... Uh, Peter Kitera, excuse me, uh, the uh, Champ, uh, Champ Darts CEO, has just uh, tweeted about the, uh, obviously the Championship Darts Corporation uh, in America. It's just uh, had a discussion on the issue. He's tweeted to say that Sky Sports control the crowd noise and have apologized to both Danny and the PVC. All involved recognize that A, it was nothing more than a mistake, and B, it was wholly unacceptable to happen at that time Uh, so hopefully there's a bit of a line drawn on there but as we say absolutely gutted uh, that that happened and it shouldn't have happened
4: at all it it clearly had an effect but at the end of the day it's it's like anything else it is a human error and it's the same as people having a go at people for missing a dart It's, it's no one's done it on purpose but it is a it shouldn't be happening
2: Correct, and uh, we've got to move it on. Unfortunately, we could be here for hours because we've got to talk about another bit of dart arts, not necessarily from Sky this time, but actually on the stage, Jack Garwood. Uh, this is a, a bit of a dart arts masterclass, potentially from Boris that, uh, from Boris Kuchmar, that saw Ron camp going and speak to the referee, George Noble. Very rarely that happens. Uh, Boris won the first set 3-0, three straight 15 darters. Bond responds with a whitewash set of his own. 13 darting in the Sunday, the third. Windsor set uh, four, set three, one. Ron the Bomb comes through a very difficult task and we thought could do damage in the big, bad Boris.
5: Yeah, we definitely did. And I'm I'm just going to put this out there. If it's anybody else, I don't think Ron speaks to the ref. I think they speak directly to the player. But if Boris tells me it's Sunday, I'm going to believe him. He's a big old
4: boy, is Boris, and I'm not about to <laughs> confront him. <laughs> he, is. he is, and you've, stole, you've stolen my point there. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
5: he's a big old boy, is Boris, so I'll let, I'll let the referee deal with that one, and I'll just get on with my game. But look, they brought this one up on, on the Sky coverage too. It It's less noticeable when there is a big crowd there and that sort of thing. We were talking about this pre-show off air, and we're not entirely sure that it was done in malice. We just think it, it was a little bit of nervous energy for a player that's there for the first time. Um, ultimately, I think we've said this before as well, that you notice these sort of things when you're losing. And Ron lost the first set. And as a, as a as a sports person, as a professional, if you're not quite able to deliver, if somebody's being better than you, you want an excuse for a reason why. It's quite difficult for sports people with their ego to just admit that somebody is better than them so, so you do go searching for that odd excuse and then it gave him that bit between his teeth and he pushed on and he, he reeled off the next three sets
2: let's uh move it on cam and i'm sorry to throw you under the bus on this one pal but you get to talk about mana's raspberry against uh Toru suzuki congratulations to you um Look, this was not necessarily the greatest game of darts as I always say it will not be going on Sky Sports' Darts Classics anytime soon. Um Rasma obviously was not particularly happy with it, but I think what really surprised me in this one is the amount of treble 19 hitting. 49 of the bloody things.
4: Well, he just went to it didn't he and he just decided that that was where he was going to go for for A large portion of the match and it obviously worked for him and he he got the win. But like you said, the it wasn't the best game we're going to see over the next couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, he got himself through and he got the win that he needed.
2: He certainly did. Uh, Gob, uh, just a quick one, obviously, now playing against Gary Anderson, you're going to have to step it up if he's going to
5: beat him, potentially. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, he did show a bit of character. Suzuki led in, in two in the first two at least. Did he lead the third set as well? He led in all three sets. He went one yeah. nil up in all three sets at least. Yeah. So he did show a little bit of fight back, that little bit of character. We don't quite know what Gary is going to turn up. We we've heard a couple of promising things, but we don't want to big him up too much yet. Um, we'll see which Gary comes out when he is allowed into the palace. so we'll see how that goes but yeah an 89 average is not going to cut it against Gary Anderson even if he turns up with his dodgy leg and can barely walk and is playing left-handed most likely because that's how good the man can be
2: (laughs) and we'll stay with you God because uh, final game of the day that we're going to chat about is Ryan Murray must lightyear ruining my dreams of seeing Lawrence Alagan against Michael Van Gerwen Cam and I have been saying jokingly that he's going to beat Michael Van Gerwen 3-0 in sets and legs every time And the dream has died. Um, Look, this is a a very tension-filled game. Both players, obviously, very, very nervous because they know what the draw... I think the, the, the prize at the end of the rainbow, as it were, was probably fresh in their minds. But a big win for Ryan Murray, who
5: continues to impress. He continues to win, and that's the main part. I'm still yet to see him go berserk and throw that exceptional average but he is finding ways to grind out results and, and, and pick up wins and prize money and ultimately that's what being a professional is all about you know to earn a living and he, he is doing that at the minute um a little bit disappointed with lagan again obviously we know that just like australia last night the asian tour hasn't really had that many events this year so how much Darts has actually played we don't really know mm. um we did see him at the world cup but did we?
4: Yeah, we did. We saw a lot yeah. of him because he was stood in front of the camera for most stood of the, the time. Camera,
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never seen a dark ah. backside more than Lawrence Lang. Um, very true. Look, I'm a massive fan of the, of the man. His action is superb. I think he's a character. But now, for me, he needs to. Well, he's not the youngest of people either, which is deceptive because he looks a very young man, but he's not. Mm. Um, he needs to make a switch now. He needs to move to the UK perhaps and and have a real crack at this or risk being a bit mediocre. His board Mm -hmm. management isn't great. He needs to switch about a bit more. And I just think when you've got that action, he's obviously got that desire, but he needs a bit of help now to take the next step and push on as a professional data player. Otherwise, he's going to be a little bit of a waste of talent for me.
2: Cam? Obviously, though, Murray, you reward for winning your first round tie. You get a second round tie against Michael Van Gerwen. And remember, of course, you uh, in that one, in a game back in 2016, 2-9 darts it against you. Memories, we're
4: always there for you. That's it. It's going to it's gonna be a nice little thing for him to be thinking about as he goes up there. Absolutely. I've got, I've got a chance here. All I have to do is just win in nine on my own throw and I'll be alright <laughs> simple it's just so simple can we also call go out on officially jumping off the Lawrence Lagan hype train immediately after that match earlier on in it's the not grade. immediately though
5: because he he disappointed last year I know right yeah, they've played England in two World Cups in a row but they've disappointed there too this yeah. is, this has been a gradual decline we, we speak Lagan up a lot and I we just do. want him to deliver on that
4: we all do. And we all, we, we all, we all really like guy. And we all yeah. want it to see him And do when it you well.
5: haven't delivered on that for two years, that's not be suddenly jumping off the train. That's The the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And he hasn't changed anything. And we're still sat here saying he's going to beat MVG 3-0. Jokingly or not, there was still a bit of people that were going, actually, if that action clicks, it's very possible. Nah. I'm not
4: convinced anymore. No, at the end of the day, if you play someone that averages 87 against you and you get beat 3-1, it's fair enough.
2: Yeah. Well, we've got to move it on because we've got to talk about very, very quickly. So here comes the uh, the results then from today. Day three of the William Hill World Darts Championship looked like this in the afternoon session. Round one, so Manos Rasma beat Suzuki 3-0. Edward Fulks obviously shocked the world 3-0 against Mike Decker. 3-1 Ryan Murray beats Lawrence Loggins, we just talked about and then Daryl Gurney against William O'Connor. Gurney surviving there by like three sets to two. Evening session, Jamie Lewis with a fantastic comeback to win 3-2 against Luke Woodhouse. Ron Moon and Kent beats Boris R 3-1. Ryan Sill and Danny Lorby play out one of the games of the tournament so far in a 3-2 victory for Sill and the Jose de Sousa 3. Ross Smith 1. Jack Garwood, I want a performance of the day from you please.
5: Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> Not many would expect me to say this before the event, but I'm going for Daryl Gurney. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
2: hang on. There. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I thought you just said you were going to pick Daryl Gurney.
4: Has his internet
2: I broken up again?
5: Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, that, that's fixed now, thank the Lord. Uh, proper wow. You must have now. been
2: really impressed with him if you're picking him.
5: The man's just thrown the best average of the tournament so far. He's resisted a comeback against a player that looks like they're about to come out after he hasn't won a game in seven. He's scored pretty low. Well. He's 42% on his doubles. He's, he is a top 16 player. He's, he's in a bad run of form. This could be the, the kickstart that he needs.
2: Christ. Well, that is something I never thought I'd hear you say. Uh, Cam, I hope I never you, say it again,
5: either.
2: But... I'm about to say, <laughs> uh,
4: Cam, uh, d- 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 so 2020 is a weird year. Uh, Cam, your, your uh, performance of the day, please, Chief. Well, I was going to go with Daryl Gurney, but... I you don't can go, go with, him, with him if you want. I don't you think can go go with, with him if you We'll start this again. We'll go with Jose D'Souza.
5: And we can just have a bit more of a normal year if you want. But... No,
4: I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my second choice. Um, uh, Jamie Lewis. I was really impressed. And I think to come back from everything he's come back from this year, um, I, thought it was, I thought it was very impressive the way he came back from turning down and, and won today. So I'll take Jamie Lewis.
2: Ryan Searle and Danny Littleby also deserve a shout-out. That's going to be my performance of the day. Not necessarily because, obviously, you know I could easily just pick Ryan Searle, but both of them deserve the shout-out for just putting on one of the best games of darts you'll ever see. A really good pace, no messing about, excellent, excellent stuff in that one moving mm-hmm. and looking ahead then to today's action day four at the World Darts Championship looks like this Mickey Mansell against Help by to start us off uh, at 12 o'clock Darius Labanassus against Cheng Yan Lu and then we've got Wayne Jones against Kieran T and the round two matchup for, for us there is Jamie Hughes against Adam Hunt. Evening session looks like this. Dirk van Dijvenberder against Bradley Brooks. John Henderson versus Marco Cantelli. Luke Humphries against Paul Lim. And then the round two clash between James Wade and Callan Ritz. Uh Cam, you know what? You can have first pick on game of the day. And I'd be very surprised if you don't
4: pick a game that I'm looking at right now. But, uh, you know, surprise me. Go on. I think I'm not going to surprise you. I think the game of the day is obviously James Wade against Callum Rids. Yeah, that's a good
2: spot. But I do
4: want to give a shout-out to Bradley Brooks against Dirk Van Dijonville. Bradley's obviously from my neck of the woods up in Blackburn. So yeah. I'd love to see him do really well.
5: Well
4: hey um Bradley. But realistically, <laughs> I think Dirk's going to come through that. But I'd love to see him play really well up on the stage for the first time.
2: So you've got Wade against Rids, obviously, the game of the day there. Gob, again... You're not. You're not going to surprise us, are you? <laughs> Maybe. No, you're not. not. Especially involving involving Rids, who you absolutely adore, and Wade, who's your probably your favourite ever player.
5: I know, but look at the game before that. It Paul Lim. I thought you looking game. at? That. Paul Lim. Paul Lim. And Luke Humphrey's on a world championship stage on TV it's different, man. Different animal. Get that. Get that zip undone on your shirt, Luke. Get that chest out. Come on, boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I don't think there's a bad... Do you know what? That, that game, that like you say, Devin Divenberger against Bradley Brooks and Luke Humphries against Paul Lim and Wade against Rids in a session is not bad. But I'm going to throw one out there in the, in the afternoon. I really reckon that Adam Hunt does Jamie Hughes in the second round. I don't think Jamie's playing that well. And if you want an upset of the day rather than a game of the day... I'm really, really looking at Hunt
4: to beat
5: Hughes.
4: I'm with you on that one, 100%. Um, I I think Adam Hunt does beat Jamie Hughes, and I think he played very well against Lisa. Like, it was a lot to overcome to beat someone you've never beaten in the extra pressure of playing her on the world stage. And I think he'll, he'll step on from that.
2: Go are you Are you back in the, uh, back in the upset?
5: I'm backing it. Taking a while. They're not the quickest players. Are they?
4: No. <laughs> no. it's going to be it's going to be a slog that Friday. Yeah, that It's, that it's final not going game. to be like it's not going to be like the sale it's
5: game, not,
2: is it? It's not going to be I'll <laughs> <so laughs> be That's for sure. so yes. Uh, so it's going to be a fun day, though. first Friday. Normally, of course. By the way, normally the first Friday of the set of the of the World Championship is Christmas Party Friday, and it's gutting not to be going. I've been the last three years. It is one of the it is one of the best days if you ever get a chance to go. Uh, next year, do it, do it immediately. Uh, but that is it now for the World Championship Daily. Uh, Jack Goldberg, Garwa finally, thank you very much for joining us to talk it through. So, what have we learned? Well, we've learned that Daryl Gurney has a lot of fight in him. There's definitely about that. Gur- Gurney goes two sets to nil up, gets it level back to two all against Willie O'Connor, but then a whitewashed th- a three nil set. Uh, gets him through into round three against Chris Doby. Joining him in round three is Jose de Sousa, the Grand Slam champion. Goes one set to nil down, but in the end, Royals are three straight sets to beat Ross Smith 3-1. Elsewhere, well, Edward Fulkes, we didn't know who you were, but we do know now, definitely. 3-0 win over Mike Decker to really put the cat amongst the pigeons in that sense. Could he? Could he take out Brendan Dolan? Could Jamie Lewis take out Gerwin Price? And them two meet in round three, potentially. He comes back from two sets to nil down to beat Luke Woodhouse with two astonishing 11-dark back-to-back finishes in the final set. Also through, Ryan Searle, Danny Lilby. Great game between those two. Ryan Searle goes through 3-2. Ron can beats Boris Kuchmar, 3-1. Mardis Rasmussen beats Torres Suki, 3-0. And Ryan Murray, Faces Michael Van Gogh on a Saturday, thanks to a three-one win against Lawrence Illaghan. As we say right now, though, on our YouTube channel, right now, just search Online Darts TV. You can get every single interview that we've done today at the World Championship. We just haven't got the time to put them all into the show. But if you want to get all the interviews right now, you can go onlinedarts.com, read our report as well on day three, or just go to YouTube, Online Darts TV on there, and you can find it. Make sure as well that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're away, uh, you'll be able to catch up with all the results that you possibly could ever want on there uh, throughout the day. And we're back with the live blog tomorrow, 12 o'clock, we'll be there. Brad Pates will join you. And then it is Cam. Cam is on the live blog as well tomorrow night, I believe.
4: I am. That will be me. Um, you
2: have got you had a bad session, pal, for I've, your first I've, one at the I've, tournament.
4: I've, it's, it's not a bad one, is it? <laughs> be honest get to follow get to follow all of that tomorrow night um and come and tune in and listen to what i've got to say
2: Yes, definitely. Join us there from six o'clock if you are out, if you're one of the lucky ones in tier two or elsewhere around the world. Uh, make sure that you have us on your phone so that you can keep up to date with everything. And I will not be here tomorrow. Shock, horror, I'm away. Uh, but it is Phil Parr, Jack Goward-Garwood and Luke Pickering that will be with you for the World Championship Daily for day four reacting to what could be an absolutely epic day of action. Join us then from all of the action from twelve o'clock on online darts.com, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to search online darts. We'll find us on YouTube, Online Darts TV. Take care, enjoy World Championship day four. And thanks for listening to the World Championship Daily.